0: Hi, you're listening to Coffee and Books Podcast. I'm your host, Scott, and today we're going to be talking about Loyalty, a book by Lisa Scott Alini, the number one best selling author. But if you're new here, hello, welcome. My name is Scott. I love doing podcasts. Um, I like talking about different books and movies and TV shows that I am currently watching, reading, listening to. I've been doing this podcast for three years. I started it during the pandemic. And I just want to introduce myself and say, if you're new here, I would greatly appreciate it if you give this a like or a subscribe or a review or anything you guys can do to get the word out because I really enjoy this, and I want to keep it up and bring you new content. Uh, and if you have any feedback about today's episode, please go ahead and leave me some. Uh, you can best reach me through Spotify if you have it, uh, but you can also email me, uh, which I'll say my email is down below. But anyway, uh, my email is scottbernstein16 at yahoo.com. All right, very good. So next we're going to be talking about Lisa Scottolini, the number one best-selling author, and her book, Loyalty, which came out in 2023. is about 414 pages long. Uh, it came out this year, and this is the inside covers where I'm going to read to you now, which has the best description I can give you. The number one best-selling author, Lisa Scatolini, presents Loyalty, an emotional, action-packed epic of love and justice set during the rise of the Mafia in Sicily. Loyalty can save a soul, or it can destroy one. Franco Veronavanti is a handsome laborer toiling on the estate of a baron. He dreams of owning a lemon grove, but the rigid class system of Sicily thwarts his ambition. When the Baron asks him to kidnap a little boy, Franco makes a decision that will surely change his life and the history of Sicily. Gientano Catalano is an idealistic young lawyer whose devotion to justice is tantamount to a calling. He's a member of the Biti Paloli, a real-life secret society of aristocrats who investigate crimes in the city of Palermo. It is a place riddled with graft. Giantano sets out to find the kidnapped boy, but his mission leads him to a darker place than he ever imagined. Meanwhile, Mafalda Pancari is a new mother rejoicing in the birth of her daughter Lucia when disaster strikes. And Alfredo D'Antonio is a reclusive goatherd under constant threat of being discovered as a Jew. How the lives of these unforgettable characters uh, collide makes the loyalty an epic tale of good versus evil. Readers will be transported to the ruggedly beautiful island of Sicily where lush lemon groves and mouthwatering cuisine contrast with a turbulent history of colonization and corruption and they will not be able to put down this riveting masterpiece. And then we're going to go to the other side, uh, Lisa Scatolini is the number one best-selling and Edgar award-winning author of 35 mystery novels. A former president of Mystery Writers of America, she has 35 million copies of her books in print and has been published in 35 countries. Her books have been optioned for film and television, and she has also co-authored a series of humorous memoirs with her daughter, novelist Francesca Saratella. A former lawyer, Scott Alini, taught a course she developed called Justice in Fiction at the University of Pennsylvania Law School, her alma mater. She lives in a farm outside of Philadelphia with an array of disobedient pets. Okay, loyalty is available now. Um, I picked this one up from the library. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I picked this book because of the front cover, mainly because I recognized it as being a famous kind of landmark, hallmark of Italy with the different colored buildings and landscape. It looks gorgeous. So it immediately caught my attention, um, and then there were, of course, other best-selling authors who've praised heaps and heaps of praise on this, such as Kristen Hanna. So there is a lot of praise going into this one. Now, I'm going to talk about spoilers. Like I said, this is a historical mystery novel, historical fiction-based, uh, but it is based on real events like the rise of the Mafia in Sicily, and it has real places. And you can actually go to many of these places if you want to. So that's a pretty cool aspect of this novel. Even though it is historically fiction and it is not necessarily based on real people, it, does, it is based on real events and it is based on, as I said, historically accurate places. So we got to talk about the different characters that are set. we got Franco Ferravanti, or I'm going to say his name wrong, Franco Ferravanti who, like we said earlier, is this handsome laborer. So what is he doing? Well, basically, Franco here is working for a baron. And in the rigid class system in Sicily, he falls in love with the baron's daughter. He decides that he wants to you know, elope with her. She confesses her love to the parents. Uh, Franco is basically disowned. He's not considered in the class system. He's ruined, so to speak. Like he cannot afford uh, to lose his job, and he ends up losing everything because of this love. Uh, so he gets very, very angry, and he basically commits some very bad sins throughout the novel. But the first one is he burns down all of the baron's home and property, and steals his horse. And you know he tries to run away with his daughter, but the daughter refuses and joins the nunnery because, or, you know, a covenant, because she, she's tired of this. Like, she's, like, amazed about how, you know, this person could be so evil to burn down her home. Uh, so, you know, he made a pretty poor decision, you know. Instead of trying to work out his relationship with his, uh, you know, lover, he decides, eh, I'm just going to burn down your parents' home. You know, you'll be fine. You'll, you'll still want to get together with me. didn't work out that way for him. But the interesting thing about Franco is he's very enterprising, and he decides with his brother and a couple other people in town that he's going to create a new sort of business. And the business is very simple. He is the grower and protector of all of the lemon trees for his baron. And he realizes that there are bandits, and there is pretty high crime in the city, but he decides to create a sort of racket, where he's going to protect the lemon trees of people who pay him, And if you don't pay up, well, then you're probably going to get attacked and your lemon trees are going to go missing. And that's basically the start of the Sicilian Mafia. Uh, And so this guy is kind of responsible for creating it in the story. I don't know if it actually happened that way in real life, but a lot of those things sound pretty plausible and accurate throughout the story. So Franco ends up, like I said, creating the Mafia. It ends up basically eating him alive because of all the sins that he's committing quite literally murdering people, kidnapping people. He actually kidnaps a little boy for the Baron, who we found out who he is much later in the story. But that is the first mystery is, who did Franco kidnap and why? And why did he arrange all this? Um, And then Franco, of course, murders a lot of people throughout the story. He's pretty much a terrible human being, the worst. Uh, And then to, to the surprise of no one, he ends up killing his own brother, At the end of the story, because he has lost complete control of being a human, he's a monster, that is Franco's story. Now we have Gientano, who is the lawyer who's trying to piece together what happened to the missing boy. And at first it becomes sort of like an interest, but then it becomes an obsession. He loses his job, Uh, he ends up going to prison for 15 years because he assaults the police officer. Uh, it is incredibly sad what happens to G- Giantano, his wife, and leaves him with, his, with their children, like they pack up their things and leave, uh, although they're technically not separated, and his wife did say that she would come back once he is done with this process. Giantano is basically, for all intents and purposes, living a life of shame. Like he is shunned from his work, like he can no longer find employment as a lawyer, and then, on top of all that, like I said, he goes to prison for 15 years just to find the boy that's not even involved with him in any way. Uh, now, he is part of a secret society who was working together in order to combat this type of evil, but you know, it is a mystery as to what happened to those boys when he first starts investigating. Gintano's redemption is that he does discover what happens to those boys. They were taken as slaves to work in the mines for Franco and the Don bosses, uh, getting sulfur and minerals from the ground. Giantano is a hero because he actually saves those people and brings them back to their families, um, and he is a big reason for that. Also, Giantano uh, was sort of like a very big super-Christian. He believed in St. Paul. It's a whole speculative deal, but basically, while he was in prison, he decided that he needed to preach the Word of God, and that helped him along with confessions. And that's how he found out the information about who kidnapped the boy, is through a confessional of somebody on their deathbed. So that's Giantano's story. Then you have Lucia and Mafalda. Uh, Mafalda is a mother who basically, I think, has a daughter who is considered albino, but I'm not 100% sure. She has a genetic defect that makes her skin very translucent. So Lucia is considered an evil omen amongst the people of Sicily. Um, And unfortunately for Mafalda and Lucia, they're cast out into the wilderness, and they have to survive on pretty much nothing. You know, like they just try to live a normal life, and just terrible things keep happening to them. Like they're chased by wolves and people... And, you know, Mafalda's husband leaves her, and it's just a terrible, terrible thing for her. But Lucia, though, grows up as this person who, you know, identifies as being an outcast, but can basically bond with other human beings. She ends up having a huge moment later in the story where she meets the kidnapped boy when they're both actually grown adults. And the boy is actually kept in a mental hospital, and, uh, you know, like I said, they grow up together. Uh, they become basically boyfriend and girlfriend. Like, they end up getting married, and they fall in love with each other. Uh, and they were the first to show each other respect and love and kindness and start a family. So, a very happy redemption arc there. The little boy does find out what happened to his parents. Uh, but it's important to note that Lucia's story arc is that she was the one who was the heart. She was the one who brought the main characters back to reality, uh, helped Giantano and this man find what happened out, what happened to all these boys that were kidnapped. Uh, she's a big reason why uh, the main mob bosses, you know, weren't murdered. <laughs> so it was a, a big deal for Lucia. Um, and then of course there's this random person in the story, Alfredo Di Antonio, a Jewish goat herd who basically has miracle cheese, is the best way to describe it. Like, he becomes well-known in a region for selling cheese, and it turns out that this cheese cures sicknesses and ailments, uh, which he denies, but everybody else seems to think it does. So, being the most popular person in town, other competitors decide to run Alfredo out of business, Uh, so he decides to go live in a cave in the middle of nowhere, and then ends up meeting Lucia after she is cast out um, and attacked by wolves in the forest one day. And L- Lucia and Alfredo bond over both being outcasts in society. Uh, it is quite possible that Alfredo is the last Jewish person in all of Sicily, because quick history lesson, during the Spanish Inquisition, Italy was part of Spanish territory and they expelled all the Jews from Italy as well. Uh, so. It lined up that Alfredo helped Lucia in a minor plot point at the end of the story, but his story was, you know, very nice as well. Throughout the novel, you see him meeting people and talking to them, and, you know, he's shunned a lot of the time, but there is a few people who do show him respect and love and accept him for who he is, even if he is not a Christian. Uh, And it's a very heart-fulfilling moment, of course, at the end of the novel when he meets the love of his life and gets married. All right, so those are all the characters. What did I think of the story? Summary, I enjoyed it for what it was. It is a good mystery. It was solved. I liked it. Um, I liked the action-packed element of it. Lots of fighting, lots of guns and chases on horseback. Um, I will say that there are aspects of the story I did not like. Number one... I didn't like, I didn't know, or wasn't familiar with the time period piece when this was happening. There's no times or dates explicitly said in this book. And that is one thing that kind of upset me, because I'm not familiar with um, you know, it- Italian history. I don't know enough about Sicil- Sicily, and I don't know enough about when the mafia came into power. So in my head, this could be really any time period before cars. You know, I tried to look for things that indicated when exactly it was, but my best guess is like late 1800s, early 1900s. But again, I'm not 100% sure because I never flat out say what time it is. Um, And I don't really give away much more than that. And uh, another aspect is that there are a lot of Italian words and descriptions of food and other aspects of Italian culture that I'm not personally familiar with. So I did not know a lot about the food that was being talked about. Like, I could probably Google it, but I was just saying, as a non-Italian person, I found it very difficult to understand when they were talking about food or when they were talking about different Italian terms, what it exactly is. Uh, You know, like, just knowing the type of system, caste system, that was in Sicily was a bit more complex because I didn't know the Italian words for, you know, the caste system. So anyway, those are my downsides. Now, like I said, the upsides, the food, and the author, especially in this book, describes the food, and, and it's amazing. Made me mouth water over food, even though I couldn't see it, which is pretty cool. Um, and the scenic aspect of the story taking place in Sicily. Sicily is very well described, especially the main city where the story takes place in Palermo. Uh, it is very well described. All the places and the buildings and the architecture from when different colonizers invaded. It it is very well described in this book. Um, And you could tell that the author did the research and actually went to Sicily, which is pretty cool, uh, to get inspiration for this story. So, So, short summary, liked the description of the food, liked the description of the landscape, did not like how I couldn't quite tell what time period it was, and did not quite like... Uh, you know, the different Italian terms I wasn't familiar with. So what's my rating? My rating is I give it a three out of five. I could still understand the basics of what was going on. Um, I enjoyed it very much. You know, I definitely enjoyed the mystery aspect, and that part was solved, so I have no qualms with that. I just, like I said, it's just some minor complaints, but otherwise I felt like it was a pretty decent stab at a book. Um, And I'd probably read this author again, but, you know, we'll see. I I just wanted to mention that, you know, this was something new and exciting, and I just wanted to check it out. Anyway, that's all for today's episode. Thank you for listening. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Don't forget to hit like and subscribe. Thank you so much.